Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It is one of the all-time great overreactions in the history of sports, and it has to do with sideline reporting. Come on, guys. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirty theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. I uh, I look forward to, but I also dread days like this where we have something that we must discuss that I have so many, uh, so many very, very, very uh, massively uh, vociferous thoughts on. Right. Uh, There's there's a lot of conviction behind what I feel about a topic in this topic in particular. And sometimes I have a tough time organizing my thoughts through this. It's just my nature. I can write a million things down and try and follow a map and it doesn't work. So what I will ask you, Theo, you stone to do is if I start veering, if things start to get sideways, uh, keep me honest, keep me on track, make sure that things stay coherent here. You got you. We got you. Oh, yeah. The the biggest thing in sports going on right now is not Joe Burrow's wrist. It is not Zach Wilson and the failing Jets. It is not the Dolphins and their prodigious offense. It is not the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not the NBA and the Heat winning seven in a row. It's not Damian Lillard with the Bucks, And it's not anything to do with hockey. The biggest thing right now, and why I'm so passionate about it, is that it involves three things that I I love and hold very close to my heart. Sports, journalism, and women. Those three things together... And you've got yourself a juicy topic, gentlemen. Nasty cocktail. Pretty good stuff. (laughs) Nasty cocktail. Uh, This whole firestorm about sideline reporting and journalism and what's right and what's wrong and morality in sports. If you don't know what we're talking about, one, what have you been doing? Two, let's give you the clip in question. Barstool Sports, pardon my take, Carissa Thompson, former Fox sideline reporter, Fox baseball studio host, Fox NFL in-game studio host, Amazon Prime NFL studio host, Carissa Thompson paid a visit to Barstool Sports last week in a podcast that was released yesterday, and she made the following admission about the early, early years of her Fox NFL sideline career. I said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report, so I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Press over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like, they're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. It would be- when I initially saw this yesterday, 
I didn't have any reaction to it other than, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, of course, of course, if you can't get the coach after halftime, you can easily, in the landscape of the NFL, coach speak your way through a sideline report. I actually think that's kind of crafty. I swear to God, that was my initial reaction. But then later in the day, this thing took on a life of its own. It was an uncontrolled locomotive steaming down the tracks. And now Carissa Thompson is the most hated woman, maybe the most hated person in all of sports oh right now. Oh, my God. She has what? been absolutely eviscerated everywhere you turn any think piece imaginable it's been written about her social media is aflame with destroying with burying carissa thompson because she said hey i made up sideline reports and now the journalism brigade is fully intent on destroying this women. I have never, ever, 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 ever seen anything like this in the sports journalism realm. All right, I got to ask you, Theo. This is amazing. Hold on. We had a really heated, uh, (laughs) positive, it it was really constructive conversation. Whatever you wanted to call about us. We're tight enough where we can have heated conversations and then, hey, want some coffee? All right. Totally. Before yeah. the, so all of this I bring up was before the show. Uh, Theo seemed to be the only one who wasn't on this train uh, uh, that me and Ken are on. It seems like you haven't seen the reaction from everybody because I do wholeheartedly agree that she's yeah. the most hated woman in sports right and right now as he stand at, at noon on this Friday. And I'm right right the topic of the she's the topic of conversation have right you, now. But, yeah. but have you not seen the amount I've, I've, I've of, of, of tweets, and, engagements, yeah. impressions? Like it is blowing Who's everything attacking, out of the water. Who's attacking Carissa Thompson. Well, it's not just it's it's not just the meatball dopes yeah, who usually reside on social media. This is different, Theo. Who's attacking Carissa Thompson? Attacking peers. Yes. Attacking. They are show me an attack. So that's what Molly McGrath, name one, Laura uh, Oakman. What, what does he get? Go down the line. Michelle Salter, Michelle Tafoya. Yeah, them saying that Andrea yes, Kramer. Her, them is, saying that her fabricating her reports is or misleading di- viewers is, a is she's, wrong. It's a disgrace. It is. She's made. She's made life difficult for women in sports media. No, that's I, not on her. Uh, well, that's that, that, that's what they're saying. So there you go. So you're taking a few of the overreaction posts, the ones that go a little too far. There are tens of thousands of them in one. Any any sideline reporter who's a female in sports today has eviscerated Carissa Thompson. She's not being eviscerated or crucified. The woman was lying and she's being called out for it. Why are you defending her for so hard? She's not just being called out, though. She's being eviscerated. You obviously haven't seen it. Lisa Salters. That is your fault. You're doing a terrible job. Right now, read me one tweet from one of these big names that are eviscerating her or calling her job. You're taking one or two things you saw and you're... You're on the wrong side of this right now as we stand there. You haven't seen what we've seen, which is why I brought it up. Just bring up one thing of people saying something wrong about Carissa Thompson. She was lying. People are calling her out for it. Carissa Thompson, maybe on multiple occasions in the most innocuous part of any broadcast on any NFL Sunday, took a liberty. Was it journalistically wrong? Yes. Does it deter from how sensational she is as a studio host? And I think arguably she's the best NFL studio host going. Better than Scott Van Pelt. Better than James Brown. Better than, uh, who am I missing? CBS. CBS. Oh, that's James Brown. Uh, Fox. 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 Uh, That guy. That other guy. Yeah. Uh, She's better than all of these people. This does not, this in the grand scheme of things, what, what 
Carissa Thompson did, and it's more, to me, a discussion of how pointless the sideline reporter is when it comes to NFL games because everything's so robotic and everything's so dictated by the NFL, so efficient, uh, information gathering and presenting with the NFL. This is a discussion about Carissa Thompson doing this is an indication of how pointless the sideline reporter position is on network television when it comes to covering professional football. But she is being treated as if she is some sort of blight on sports humanity. And it's not the meatballs on Twitter. It's her peers, the women who say she has set us okay. back. Okay. We've grinded so, so, so hard. Right there, and she is- stop right there. You're saying the women are wrong for saying that Carissa Thompson has set back sideline reporting. Mm-hmm. What Carissa Thompson and women said, in the sports industry. Yes, yes. Women that actually are doing some of these sideline reporting gigs have done them or are striving to get in those positions. What Carissa Thompson said just led into you just specifically right now, just two mm-hmm. minutes ago, saying it is the most, what, meaningless part of a sports broadcast in, in, in the NFL? NFL. In an NFL, in NFL broadcast, broadcast, the right. sideline reporter, and it's not even close, yeah. is the most worthless part right. of a sports presentation. And her, her, Saying what she said and admitting to what she just did in that role, in that role that so many of them want, is her opening up the gates for people to have those kind of takes. It's already enough right now that when people think about a sideline reporter, what's the first thing they think of? Hot. Just a hot woman that talks. Hot woman that looks good. She Mm -hmm. says a couple things on air, right? So it's eye candy. People think about the sideline reporter gig as eye candy. And I think, not even I think, I know that where the people that are coming after what she said are coming from is a place of not what happened. It's not about the fact that she lied and did this and fabricated reports. I mean, I'm sure everybody has acted with some unethical ways in their jobs before. It's that she got on the biggest podcast in sports, right, Stone? As far as women-led, no, there's no doubt about it. Her no, 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 no. She did it on part of oh, the take. Oh, yes, yeah. the number one podcast number in the world. Number po- one yeah. podcast in sports. She gets on that podcast, and she is... Carissa Thompson, when we think about sideline reporting, what, top two, top three, all time, when you think about... I mean, it's her and Aaron Andrews, and then there's a wide gap. Yeah, Pam yeah, Oliver, yeah. I would Salters, say uh, Pam, Andrews, Pam, Oliver, Pam Oliver's up there. Andrea Kramer is up there Kramer, for sure. Yeah. But in terms of being able, Recognizable be, all of that. being able to permeate not only the top of the sports realm as a woman, but also get into the pop culture realm, yeah. Carissa Thompson and Aaron Andrews are one and one A. So what she did was she belittled the job that... So many want, so many strive for. She belittled it on the biggest stage. And I think it's just for them, for those that want that job or those that work that job, to feel slighted by that. Because now one of the legends is acting as if our job is meaningless. And now we're all having this debate, not about whether or not her lying is right or wrong. Now we're just saying sideline reporting is is just additive we're at not, best. We're not. We're not There's a reason why they're though. getting defensive. Okay. It's a defensive yeah. reaction because she's belittling let's, the job that they do. Let's, and I don't think that's true. I that's literally that, what happened. I don't think that's true because I think that. Here, I'll explain okay, in a yeah, second. Yeah, we, I want to. I want to make sure that because I think this is worth a discussion. We don't talk about sideline reporting, and there's a reason for that. It doesn't pique our interest ever. No, especially in the NFL, and that's the sport we're talking about here. Not college football. Not basketball. We're talking about the NFL. I can't remember, other than Lisa Salters and the great job she did documenting the DeMar Hamlin situation, what was happening on the field and in the tunnel last year 
in Cincinnati, that fateful Monday night football game, and Aaron Andrews and what happened with Richard Sherman Amazing. after the NFC Championship game. And that was all Aaron Andrews who set up Richard Sherman for that. Just did a, an incredible job of TV broadcasting on Aaron that was, Andrews. That was not all of her. That was a lot, Richard Sherman. When she asked the follow up yeah, question the follow-up that set was him amazing. off. That was perfect. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. The follow up is Yes, journalism. that's what I'm yes. talking about. But other than that, I want you guys to name me one NFL sideline report in the last 20 years, other than those two examples where you sat back, whether it was on a Sunday or later in the week, and you said, boy, you know what? That was really good. That was memorable. It didn't happen. And I want to ask this basic <laughs> question. I want to ask this basic question. And I promise this is not going to be me piling on sideline reporters or the job because I do think it's necessary and I do think there's a place for it. But I do think it's time to have a conversation instead of burying Carissa Thompson, have a conversation about what this actually should be and what changes should be made and why women are pigeonholed into being just a sideline reporter. In your opinion, you, all of you listening to us right now, you listen to me, you listen to Theo, you listen to Stone, all of you watch professional football. All of you watch football. All of you, I promise, if you give it a single solitary second of thought. There's a lot of alliteration there. I love it. Consonants. Will we'll have an opinion on the sideline reporter position. In your opinion, sideline reporters are What? In your opinion, sideline reporters are what? And we need you because I need to know what you feel about sideline reporters and the job they do before I dive into what I think needs to happen in the industry. You're a TV-consuming public. This is your distraction. Football. Sideline reporters are a part of it. But now we have a sideline reporter who dare just... Put coach speak into summation. What do sideline reporters do for you? Do they add to your TV viewing experience? I am genuinely, Theo's genuinely, Stone is genuinely curious. I need to know from you, the listener of us, and the football TV viewing public, in your opinion, sideline reporters are what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. In your opinion, sideline reporters are what? So it looks like, Stone, the the tweet in question that was going off in quote tweets on on Carissa Thompson, is it still in existence, or did Awful Announcing delete it? Um, I, I can't find it. So so uh, I, I suppose you're looking for some of the reaction, right? Yeah, so some of the reaction from her peers. I am gathering that. I am on Awful Announcing, so, okay. so you stand by right, on that. Right. I'll take some phones, Got but it. I am gathering the things that Theo has in question. Theo, yes. what do you feel about the side? You personally, the sideline reporter position, yeah. TV, what is... Where, what are your overall thoughts as someone who's in the industry right. and who works on television? I think your opinion on this, your stance on this is important. In your opinion, the role of the sideline reporter is what? To be honest, it's hard to find one word to deliver on it. But You don't honestly, have to give the, one word. You can okay. give a, an explanation. The one I settled on was good. But it's stupid, right? It sounds like a goofy, just a one-off. But, yeah, but, but elaborate. I, but here, here's, here's why I say this. Number one. Number one, as a person that has a, has a very heavy interest in sports broadcasting and wants to see the industry continue to grow, it's another position, sometimes high-paying, very for, uh, front-facing position uh, in sports, and it allows a lot more people to get into the industry. It's, it's one of those things that is, um, again, as we see so much of 
the sports media industry dialing back and shrinking. That's one place where we see a continued, at least steady growth or at least staying the same. I like the fact that sideline reporters are there. They're also present, though. Like, and, and you talk about the big times, the big moments, right? Lisa Salters with DeMar Hamlin, Aaron Andrews with Richard Sherman. Yeah, those were the big explosive moments where it's really memorable. There have been a lot of times where sideline reports, NFL games or beyond, you get stuff that you can't get from the TV screen or from the commentators in the booth. They're the ones on the sidelines that can hear things, see things, be observant, and then deliver them either within the broadcast or at halftime um, with the coach. So I do think those things add to the viewing pleasure. I just think overall it's a good thing, and I don't think it needs to be belittled or taken away or even overly criticized. All we have here, it's funny, everybody's overreacting right now because I think a large majority of us can't take it when somebody they like is getting criticized. So you're jumping, you're trying to defend her, you're trying to, you know, back her. It's, oh, my good. This nice woman I love, I grew up watching. She's getting criticized for something that she said and did that was wrong. Everybody's leaping to her defense, and I get that. I'm, I'm fine with that. Defend her all you want. She was wrong. Mm-hmm. People are calling her out for being wrong and admitting she's wrong. She even admits, no, not really, that was a half-hearted kind of thing that she tweeted out there, but like she even admits that she was wrong when she said it in the actual video. Right. Why can't we just call a spade a spade? The girl was lying in her position. Sure. And she belittled her industry in doing so. From a journalistic standpoint, Carissa Thompson was wrong. The reaction to what Carissa Thompson did, which is always the most inconsequential part of any sideline report, of any broadcast, the quote-unquote coach's thoughts coming out of the locker room, which any one of us right now could workshop and nobody would think twice about it because every damn coach says the same damn thing in the Bill Belichick robot era where it became trendy to be nothing but a husk of a soul. Everybody took the Belichick approach of coach speak. In that era, it doesn't matter. Was she journalistically wrong for quote-unquote making up what adjustment the other team, who anybody with a brain and eyes could see what the adjustment needed to be if they were watching the first half of that game? Uh, Is she wrong journalistically? Absolutely. However, this is where I have the problem. Because we are in a current sports media space where one of the top two NBA reporters, Shams Terania, he works for Yahoo, but he also works for FanDuel, correct? It's FanDuel. I wish Stone was in here. He ran to go print something. He knows this off the top of his head. Uh, he works for a, a betting company, a sports betting company. It is FanDuel, yeah. It, it's FanDuel. And he is blurring the lines every day between journalism and gambling journalism and gambling during the NBA draft. He put out a misleading report that led people stone. Is it FanDuel Shams is on FanDuel. Okay. Don't leave the studio again. I need you here. here. (laughs) Um, Shams during the NBA draft put out a misleading tweet about where someone was going to be drafted that caused people to go put their money on that person being drafted in that place where Shams had sources telling him that person was going to go. And it helped FanDuel make money because the better lost. Yeah. That 
That is wrong. That is that's journalistically illegal. wrong. That's insider illegal. Trading. That's potentially right. illegal. Right. There's a real word for it, not insider trading, yeah. but yeah. Right, misleading. Right. But it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's against the law. Yes. And that went away in 24 hours, 48 hours. Then there is Adrian Wojnarowski, who is regularly just parroting and propagandizing front offices based on his relationships within that. That's not proper journalism. You had Troy Aikman. Attributing a quote to Quinn and Williams that he didn't say. Troy Aikman, you barely heard anything about that. That was, yeah, that was ridiculous. You barely heard anything about that. In a day and age where all of these things are happening on a regular basis, we talked about Dan Orlovsky yesterday, just sort of flippantly saying, hey, uh, I've heard from people I know where Bill Belichick's next, uh, uh, next team is going to be. And then he didn't expand on it. What's that? That's terrible journalism. That's a black mark on the industry. What about what about Pat McAfee? Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams steps away from the team. He says, oh, yeah, on national TV, oh, yeah, the FBI raided his home. And then nobody asked him a follow-up on it. He provided no evidence, and it just floated into the ether. All those things happen. And we're going to, we are going to sit here, and we are going to pile on Carissa Thompson because of sideline reports from years and years and years ago where she, because she has a brain was able to take what she knew coaches were going to tell her and put it out to the public in the most inconsequential report a sideline reporter does every single game. And I know, Theo, you said, hey, I get the reaction of wanting to defend somebody you like. Let me take this a step further. I firmly believe in the sports realm, people get great satisfaction from making women a pinata. The slightest mistake and it's so easy to beat but them into a pulp. Who made the women a pinata? Carissa Thompson so, did it. But she did it. You, oh, I, I'm not debating yeah. that, Theo. But what and I'm saying, are, I don't see oh, but I'm not debating that. I'm okay, not debating yeah. that. Yeah, women made mistakes. Actual, right. That's not an actual fact yeah. that she made herself a pinata. She She's not a pinata. She never made herself a pinata. Okay. That's not a fact. Like right. she, she didn't do that. And let me tell you this: women, women in sports are going to make mistakes. Men in sports are going to make mistakes. But when a woman makes a mistake, the reaction is 20 times that of when a man makes a mistake. You constantly hear, you constantly hear, if a man did it, if a man did it, what would the reaction be? And if a man did what Carissa Thompson did, it would be the most muted reaction possible compared to what we've seen. But here is what is so off-putting to me about all of this. And it occurred to me this morning, Carissa Thompson's female peers, sideline reporters, studio hosts, women in the sports industry, Instead of having her back and saying, hey, I get it. We get a minute amount of time as it is to get in front of the camera. She, in a difficult moment, did what she had to do. This is our unfortunate circumstance in the sports industry. Instead of having her back showing support, what do they do? They pile on her. They attack her. They rip her. They criticize her beyond recognition and then say that Carissa Thompson is the one who is setting women back in sports. Carissa Thompson is the one who makes our life in sports, which is already difficult, more difficult. No, I disagree. You not having Carissa Thompson's back, you continuing the pylon parade is making things more difficult for women in sports. You... Going at Carissa Thompson does no good. Instead of having the conversation of why are sideline reporting the only entry point for women? 
Why do sideline reports have to always be this cookie-cutter thing? Instead of having these conversations, how can we revolutionize the sideline position? How can we make sure that we are expanding outside of the, here's what the coach told me at halftime? Instead of having these necessary conversations about equality when it comes to women and men and their roles in sports media, it's, Krista Thompson's ruining it for all of us. Krista Thompson's ruining it all for us. Get your torch. Get your pitchfork. Let's go. Bring Krista Thompson down. Someone who has reached one of the top spots in the sports media industry as a female. The natural reaction is to tear her down instead of having her back. And I think what women in sports are doing in relation to Krista Thompson today is so counterproductive to the movement. That, to me, is the most off-putting part of this. I, I appreciate you saying what you just said, Ken, because honestly, you, Stone, and myself, we really don't have enough perspective on this to even be giving the qualified takes that are necessary, right? Like, the problem that we're all talking about here in this grand stage trying to decide if Carissa Thompson made herself a pinata or if these women that are attacking her, quote-unquote, on Twitter – are setting sideline reporting back even further, it's really not even necessarily our battle. It's nothing that we've struggled for, strive for. It's no. not. It's, it's outside of our realm. I check every box of privilege in the sports yes. industry, and I totally understand that. The problem here is is that Carissa Thompson, and, it, and it's, I, I'm not trying to d- debate the what. We know what happened, and we know what people are saying about it. The reason why they're so, quote-unquote, shocked, disgusted, disappointed, they're not – is because Carissa Thompson is the one that opened that door for people to trivialize what they all are doing. I think that's what we're missing. Let's go back to the starting point of all of this. It's not even that they will be criticizing her publicly for for doing this. Carissa Thompson getting on that podcast and joking about it and admitting to it is literally, for everybody now behind Carissa Thompson, yes, yeah, she's a trailblazer. She's a trendsetter. It was she dumb. made it. She did it. It was dumb. But she's no longer a sideline reporter. So who is she belittling? Who is she taking back? What industry is she setting back? Sideline reporting. I would and it's argue, no longer something that affects her. I would argue. And she's privileged. I would argue that the women who keep populating the sideline reporting industry, not trying to continue to push the boundaries, push producers to allow them to flex their X's and O's muscle, not expanding past the content of what has been the standard for sideline reporters for decades now. Injuries, coaches' thoughts, interview after the game. Like that's the cookie cutter role of a sideline reporter. Yeah, and wear a really job. nice jacket and look pretty while you're that's doing it job, too. Yeah. If you really want to expand your horizons like Carissa Thompson has done, successful podcast host, best studio host in the entire NFL, you gotta start pushing some boundaries. You gotta start being disruptive. And I understand lying. it's easier said than done. <laughs> but again, again, like for me. When you have a sports media filled with hot takes and people just making assumptions and they're male-oriented and we're going to sit here and we're going to use Carissa Thompson as the example of what's wrong with journalism and sports media and journalism overall, when you have in the political realm networks that are giving their own propaganda side, teams hiring their reporters, leagues hiring their reporters, that's flat-out propaganda, and we're going to put Carissa Thompson on the cross here? That's nonsense. And, 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 and I... See, I'm going to take that word privilege and punt it like Pat O'Donnell. That's bullcrap because Carissa Thompson is 
in a league of her own. We talked about her and Aaron Andrews and the gap being so far and wide in between. She's really, 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 really good at her job. Yes. Like nothing that I, I'm sure in the beginning stages it has something to do with privilege, but don't no, bring that into no, it. She is stop. really the good at her job. I know that word is triggering. I know privilege, the word is triggering. Triggering. She's privileged right now because of all the hard work and stuff that she's done. She's privileged to not have to come up in the ranks right now for sideline. She's reporting. in a spot where she's in a spot of privilege. It's, it is it's because I, she got she herself in that spot. It doesn't matter. I'm not arguing that. You're, see, I know it's a triggering word. I try not to use triggering words because then people start getting up in arms. She's speaking from privilege now because she's not the one that has to be sideline reporting. Too bad. So too bad. Oh, so what? How but, does that make sense from a sideline reporting she's, standpoint? From <laughs> from that role. From that role, y'all are asking the question and not liking the answer. Um, why know, are people I, attacking her? "Quote unquote." No, I, I know why people are attacking her. They're but saying it, they're like, "Hey, what there's I'm so saying, many people that want to do this, well, and you just belittled the what role." What I'm ma'am. saying, though, what I'm saying, you though, don't have to do it anymore. But the reaction is completely disproportionate to the foul. There are a for much more, much more uh, egregious examples of journalism misconduct and examples of women being shut out of the sports industry and problems with women and their access to the sports this industry than Carissa it. Ty- it adds to it, but it's a small speck in the grand know, scheme of but, things. But the problem is... You, but the, you have this is taken on a life of its own so, because we have men and women attacking yeah. a woman, and well, that's problematic to the, me. The women in this case are, are the victims of... The fact that, like you said earlier, why is sideline reporting the only entryway into Why are we having that discussion today instead of we, piling well, on Chris have, Thompson? So those discussions happen all the time. But again, we're speaking from privilege because we're not in on those discussions because it doesn't affect us, right? That's not like – this is like – we're overshooting the issue here. But let me tell you, Theo, just from a personal standpoint, for two decades, I've been here at ESPN West Palm, almost to a T, every content-related female intern that has come through these offices, whether it was when we were on Palm Beach Lakes or down here in downtown West Palm, you ask them, hey, what's your goal? What do you want to do ultimately? What are you striving for? And you know to a woman, a young woman, what the answer is? Sideline report. Yes. Because it's the only thing they think is out there for women in the sports industry. And I hate it because it's bare damn minimum. And until someone wants to do something greater than sideline reporter who happens to be a woman, nothing's going to change because everybody just keeps conforming, which makes the producers... The executives say, "Oh well, we'll just we'll we'll make sure we're checking the boxes of uh, quality because we're just going to hire women in the sideline reporting role." Here's the problem, though, Ken. You're again, you're addressing the what and not the why. Why are women and young girls striving to be sideline reporters? I just said because they think that's the only avenue they can get themselves. And whose fault is it? Is the woman's fault or is it people that are doing the hiring? The executives, the producers are going to need to be pushed at some point to make the change. So, so who's the woman it's going to take women? The, the, the young woman that want to be a sideline reporter is supposed to push the executives? Hey, I would love a job from you, sir. I would love an opportunity. But that answer is yes. Also, about, that answer is yes. Well, how about they put themselves in a position <laughs> that, to be able to? That answer is yes. Or, or you feel confident this enough lot of, to be able to talk X's and O's and talk football and put yourself in a position where you don't have to be just a sideline reporter. And it's, and it's some, most, of are, and some of them are. Some of them are. But I'm saying, until you stop fighting each other... What, not, you need to unite first before that change can actually be made. It is so. We're e- definitely going to break right now, but I'm confused. That's why you don't think that answer is yes. Because if you were to get more like Mina Kimes from an X's and O standpoint, I know yeah. that's a pretty you know hard I mean, yes, example to follow. But if yeah. you did get more like Mina Kimes and say, 
no, I'm not doing any of that sideline reporting stuff. I want to talk ball with the boys and got in. Like th- that's why the answer is yes. Be a lot like of Mina them Kimes. do, though. But we're talking specifically. Eighty percent of them don't, though. The twenty percent, Mina Kimes is a rare diamond in the so rough. Like Carissa Thompson, then the person that we know and love. They find that way into the industry, and then they can blossom out further. Like Carissa, I, but Thompson you understand. Did, like, you understand why it's problematic like that for did. twenty years I've gotten the same exact response to what do you want to do with your yes. career? You understand why I that's under- problematic, I know right? That. How come I'm not hearing play-by-play analyst? Uh, head to the network. Like, why is it always sideline reporter? That's you understand why that's problematic? That's all they see. That's all they know that they can do because that's all they see. Okay. So now we understand the importance of representation. I'm glad we got somewhere here. I, 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 we, we got somewhere, but nobody's denying that. Right. But here, what so, I'm but saying is it takes someone with, with more, more overarching um, desire yeah. to want to do something past that low-level totem pole job in the TV sports broadcasting industry. They do. I think that there's enough of them that do. They just know that there's a way to get in the industry, and then there's a way to get past what I what I had to do to get and in you know there, like Carissa Thompson did, and like some of the well, legends that we've named. You know what's done. counterproductive is attacking the person that did find a way to get past. What's that. counterproductive is once you use that same route they're trying to use, then belittling that route. That's what she did. Counterproductive is not looking at what's made Carissa Thompson successful. And it's not like she came out and said, oh, Bill Belichick told me at halftime that Mac Jones, I think she suffered a, I think he suffered a concussion uh, or he's mentally challenged because boy, does he suck at quarterback. He didn't do that. She didn't. she didn't do that. She didn't do she that. She just lied. That's she, it. She took the flat out easiest, most cooker yeah. cutting, cooker, cooker, the, what? Cookies. Cookie cutter. Yes. This is, this clock is at seven seconds. All right. Hold on. In your opinion, sideline reporters are what? 888-760-3776. That's Theo Dorsey. I'm Ken Levicki. He's Stone Labanowitz. Levicki, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When it comes to journalism, because we're talking unethical journalism, Carissa Thompson, what, what she admitted to on Barstool. Can we hear that one more time? Can we hear it one more time just so we catch everybody up with what the, the fury is all about? Carissa Thompson, said this Barstool. i so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop. Uh, hurting ourselves. We needed to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball First over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. I'm like, it's fine. I'll it just w- make up the report. It w- so that is what has caused this reaction. And I get the reaction, but to an extent. And I think it's disproportionate. And a lot you'll hear you're hearing the J word a lot. Journalism, journalism, journalism. Theo, I think, and you've been in journalism. Stone and I have a fundamental disagreement about what journalism is. Oh yeah, um, but how would you how would you define journalism in in Theo Dorsey's senses? Um, it's it, journalism is there to be objective. It's there to inform. It's there to illuminate. Um, it is the public's. It's it's really it's really about keeping. I would say authority in check and keeping the public informed. That's really the essence of journalism. Do you believe that sideline reporters keep authority in check? Um, or do no. you think authority dictates what sideline reporters report? 
authority dictates they 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 dictate the parameters of which they can report stuff. But mm-hmm. I think the latter end of that, keeping the public informed, being the inside knowledge, putting us in a place where we can't be sitting at sitting on our couch on the TV sc- or watching a TV screen. That is journalism. It is journalism, but there's levels to there's it. There's levels. My definition of journalism is holding those in power accountable. That's my personal definition. Holding those in power accountable. Once a sideline reporter asks a coach point blank halftime interview, why did you go throw it on fourth and one? What was the mindset behind that? Once I start hearing that from sideline reporters, then I will feel as if that position has found its way. It's more on the right track. Yes, they are there. It's good to have them for injuries. Yes, it's good if they want to tell a funny little anecdote, but I've heard almost every sideline reporter to a T the last two years tell the same variation of the Tua Mike McDaniel relationship story. That's boring. That's lazy. Holding those in power accountable. Sideline reporters don't do that. So don't tell me that Carissa Thompson is a blight on journalism when in reality, let's not let's not go crazy about how much journalism you're doing as a sideline reporter, okay? In your opinion, sideline reporters are what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Stone, where are we going here? Jeremy in West Palm Beach. Jeremy's in West Palm. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, guys. What's going on, brother? All right. So I was just thinking, like, you know, piling it on and all that, but let's just take women and, and you know, men out of it for a second. If someone just said that, you know, they poo-pooed on their pathway that they made to get into an industry and all these other people you know like i'm just gonna say lisa salters as a name because you brought her up she's been doing this for god knows 20 years i I, she's a sideline reporter that i know Mm -hmm. growing up i i've seen her forever she maybe doesn't want to move from that job just per se because maybe she likes where she's at whatever we can't you know say one way or the other but let's just say you know someone pooed on their pathway north and said, like, oh, I just made this up. Now, every time you see Lisa Salters, aren't you going to think, like, oh, is she making this report up? No. Does she actually talk to the coach? And my, in my opinion, some people will feel that way. Not like, you, Kim, oh, but others, yeah. Of the, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying because of the way our politics, like, political landscape has happened where, oh, fake news this, fake news that. They, they're not if, right, they're wrong. Jeremy, the other. So let me, let me, I, I get what you're saying, but I think that that's a little bit of a reach considering, if, if you think, Jeremy... And, and I appreciate you, and I think you always bring a lot when you call, but what I would say is if you. if you think that, and I'm just coming up with a hypothetical here, and I'm trying to think of a coach who's been around for a while, if you think that Carissa Thompson, going into the third quarter, uh, phone's ringing, uh, <laughs> going into the third quarter, says, hey, uh, guys, Ron Rivera told me at halftime they really need to get the run game going and you want to be better defensively on third down. If you think that is going to send the the trustworthiness of uh, the NFL information and news industry into a tailspin, like that's just silly. That That's what she yeah. did. Yeah. It's not like yeah. she sat there and said, um, uh, Ron Rivera said his defensive coordinator was a complete failure at halftime. There's discord in the locker room. Back to you guys upstairs. She didn't do that yeah that's not what Again, she did nobody's attacking what she it's did innocuous. it's innocuous exactly her her acts were innocuous obviously she didn't get in trouble for them it was her joking on the biggest sports platform or biggest sports podcast in the nation right now and belittling the job I, and again let's let's I'll read a tweet that Stone printed out for us here because there's, everybody's attacking who's it from uh, uh this is from Morgan Uber who's that I don't know, but See, apparently this is it was my, big enough. This, this is just my, don't print it out. This, this is one I know, of the I understand. Yeah. And we'll get to the tweet in a second. Here's, here's my, before I forget it, my, 
overall arching point on this, because it did occur to me, oh, the, the trust factor is going to be diminished within sideline reporters. Here's the problem. The way the job is currently constituted, does anybody care enough? Does anybody care enough to say, oh, I don't know if I trust what that sideline reporter is telling me. I don't think the profile of the role is enough for anybody to even have that thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, okay. I'll just read this. I'll read this tweet. Uh, Quote, this is extremely infuriating and completely unethical. It's a little strong, but all right. It's how she feels about what Carissa Thompson uh, agreed to doing. Back into this tweet here. This is already a role in a profession that is being stereotyped as just being, quote, unquote, eye candy. Good sideline reporters do their homework, talk to players and coaches throughout the week and on game day, and most definitely don't make up reports, period. Now, the part of the tweet that I keep trying to reemphasize to you guys because it's not getting through your thick skulls is the women that are trying to get into these roles or that are working these roles already deal with. What's the first thing that you think of when you say sideline reporter? Women. Hot chick. Hot chick. Good looking girl. I can't. I get All it. of that, right? So And it's unfair. People don't take them seriously. People don't take them seriously. And the woman who has rose all the way to the top so far that she's now passed up sideline reporting and doesn't do it anymore, which is why I say she speaks from privilege. She's no longer doing the job, which is why she admits it. There's a reason why Carissa Thompson didn't admit this in the midst of her role. That's the privilege stone. Um, the reason admit why. What, admit what? Admit that she was making up the report. She already did. She did, though, on her podcast with Aaron Andrews, oh, who right. also admitted that she did the same thing. In the midst of her doing the role. Oh, gotcha. That's what gotcha. I'm trying. Gotcha. That's gotcha. the privilege. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's the privilege. Don't think about I know when I say privilege, you think white privilege, blind privilege. No. She's speaking from privilege because she's in a place where it no longer affects her. That doesn't do anything to me, though. Like, I that, know it that, doesn't, because you don't, it doesn't affect like, me either. Like, so like, it point. takes like a capitalistic mindset, though. Like, I don't care if you have privilege. You've got there for a reason, so so, so be you're it. You're missing the point. No, it but, doesn't affect her anymore is the reason sure, why she I admits it. it. And the people it does affect are the ones that are outraged. But, but How do are these, we not understanding but that? But what I don't understand, do these what women we, do these women think that Carissa Thompson... She belittled their job. Okay, but it doesn't mean their job's going anywhere. It, it, it does They're mean still that the way get that paid. People, the They're way still going to get paychecks. Maybe not. Some of them aren't. And Why? the way that people How? perceive their jobs, I'm talking about before this, some, some of them are still There's always going to be a need for a sideline reporter. Always, I, always, 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 always. That job's not going anywhere. You're saying they're still getting paid. Some of, them, the, some of the people that are so outraged that Stone right. is calling out and you're calling out. Is that, is that Carissa Thompson's fault the, that they don't have a job? It's Carissa Thompson's fault that people perceive their job as meaningless. And that it's something that you could just stand on well, TV and make stuff up I would up say and look they hot. need to look themselves in the mirror then, too, and say, am I doing enough to catch people's attention when I do my sideline What reports? are they supposed and to be doing if they haven't gotten the job yet? Because they, because also a part of this that we haven't addressed yet and that I don't that think it matters That field's not diminishing, this. Theo. There's only going to be more sideline reporter jobs. There's always a need for that. Yes, but the perception of their role is that it's meaningless hot chicks just talking sports for a few seconds until the man gets back to talking, until the Chris Collins words or whatever get back to talking, right? So they're yeah. defensive already. And then a legend in your industry who just did the job that you were doing, and the key part of this is she no longer does the job, guys. If she was still a sideline reporter and she admitted this in the midst of it and it affected her, I don't think the outrage would be as loud. Maybe they would be calling for her to lose her job, but it would affect her then. But the wh- reason why it doesn't the reason why it's it's such a problem is she used that lane sure. and now she's belittling that lane. That's she it. climbed the ladder and now she's trying to kick it but over. These angry women in sports media taking this and then blowing it up to nuclear hydrogen bomb proportions, 
What's they're the making this they're making this a significantly more damaging greater deal than it needed to be. They are taking this completely out of proportion. It is so disproportionate this reaction. Can't. I can't think of another thing that's been more disproportionate in sports than this reaction over the last 30 hours. Now one thing involving women, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, no, period. Period. When's the last time something as innocuous as that Device. has blown into this? Because ain't nothing else going on right now, all right? <laughs> Thursday night football sucked. Everybody, it was an injury fit. Like, what are you talking about? If if Aaron Rodgers would have came back from uh-huh. his Achilles tear this morning, uh-huh. we would not be talking about and Chris now, Thompson. It's a slow news day, Ken. And now a new segment called Theo's Thursday Night Frustrations here on <laughs> the Vega Theo and Stone. Uh, in your, I'm sorry, Stone. Let me just get the question out here. In your opinion, sideline reporters are what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 3776. Let's get the phones real quick, Stone. Then I'll, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting and doing all this crazy nonsense. Uh, Joe in Jupiter on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. So, uh, real quick, something you said about 20 minutes ago. I, first of all, anybody who's betting on where somebody gets drafted in the NBA draft deserves whatever they get. <laughs> That's, I, I don't disagree with that at all, Joe. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, second, I think we can all agree that sideline reporters are as necessary and important as lifeguards at the 4 by 100 finals for the men at the Olympics. Okay, nobody, they're, they're not, they're, they don't bring anything to the table. Nobody's looking for the sideline reporters. Uh, my wife has said to me many times when we watch football together, oh, really, is that what you think? You know, kind of mocking, is that what's going on? Mocking the, the sideline reporter because it's obvious what everybody else says and that they're eye candy and that they're there just to say generic things that nobody really cares about or or have nothing in depth. Now, having said that, I can guarantee you that Ravens fans and Bengals fans and fantasy football players were on the edge of their seats last night waiting for sideline reports on Mark Andrews, on Joe Burrow, on Lamar. Lamar, Yeah. So that's ironic that we're having this conversation today when last just last night probably was one of the busiest nights for a sideline reporter in that people were waiting on the sideline reporter to give us an update on on injuries to three massive players in the NFL world and in the fantasy football world. What I would say to that, though, too, Joe, is that the way the NFL works, eventually we would have gotten that news because the NFL teams are mandated to pass that information along. So that ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't require a sideline report, which is why we need to recalibrate the whole thing and appreciate the call. Once you have the lineup locked in, you can't do anything anyways. No, but you still want that information. You're intrigued. What happens when you see somebody go down and hobbled? You hop on Twitter, you're searching, you're searching, you want to know. What's happening, though, and Stone's about to explode because we need a break. But but these sideline reporters largely are waiting for the team to actually give them a release that's then going out to the the media uh, like five seconds later. In the meantime, hey, Carissa Thompson, but what did you see? Yeah, well, Lamar was hobbling on the sideline a bit. He was favoring that left leg. We do know that he injured it last year around this time of the season. Like, that's okay. what sideline reporters do. Are we, are we doctors? No, but they give observations. They're journalists. Uh, in your opinion, sideline reporters are what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Leo, hang on. We'll get to everybody. We'll get through this. Uh, we're just working through th- some things, okay? Uh, that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken Levicka. Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3.
From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. I just look at social media and I see all these people posting clips of, oh, look at that sideline reporter running to a coach post-game to get an interview. Look, look how hard they're working. They do work hard. They do work hard. I'm not denying that. But the the situation in question with what Carissa Thompson did coming out of halftime and knowing that she was going to get coach speak anyway, not able to get the coach, and then getting on camera because she has a minute a minute amount of time to actually be in front of the camera early in her career. She's trying to make an impact and can't waste that. Conveying something that the coach was going to tell her anyways. Again, is it unethical? Sure. Is it as big a deal as it's being made to me? No. And stop posting clips of things showing silent reporters working super hard that aren't the same as what Carissa Thompson was talking about. It's totally different. It's totally different. In your opinion, sideline reporters are what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Leo in Riviera Beach. John Levick, Theo, and Stone. Hey, Leo. Hey, guys. How you guys doing today? Good, man. We're great, dude. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I think that sideline reporters are important just like any other job. I just take exception to the whole situation because I wouldn't want somebody to tell me about my job and, and lower my credibility as a financial analyst. I wouldn't want somebody to go to Ken Levicka and say, oh, Ken Levicka was making up, making up highlights on the sidelines because when, FSU, or when FAU scored, I wouldn't want FAU basketball to be mischaracterized and then your credibility questioned if you ended up getting a job, say, at ESPN Chicago. I, I, just, I just think it's a slap in the face for sideline reporters to even to have their credibility questioned. People got to work hard enough without being stereotyped, and I just think it's a slap in the face for, for the job in the industry. What I would say, and appreciate the call, Leo, is that the sideline reporter job needs to go up another couple of rungs in terms of importance, and it's difficult for some to hear, especially those in the industry, but it needs to go up a couple of di- more rungs in importance before the mainstream cares about the credibility at this point. It's not impactful enough. It's not. It can be, but it's not. It doesn't need to be also, though. Like, that's another thing that we're, we're kind of glazing over right now. Like, I think sideline reporting is also pretty sufficient in what it provides. Like, I, I don't necessarily expect Nick Saban at the half coming out of the locker room to be like, all right, so we're going to come up there, we're going to open up, and we're going to do this and that, and then we're going to run the ball five times. Like, we don't expect that. But it is kind of like what I do expect is if the Heat are down by 15, right, and going into the half and you catch Eric Spoelstra coming off the court, I'm kind of locked in. I want to see how he's like reacting to this. Does he look a little worried in the face? I'm not really listening to what he says. I'm kind of watching him and his mannerisms. Like a lot of what sideline reporting provides are like extra details to the game and the broadcast. Those sideline reporters in the NBA are handed the coaches between quarters. Yeah, NFL is different. That's mandated. The NFL needs to go that route if that's important to you. So. So, again, don't criticize the voices that are mad because the person that used to do their job and no longer does it and isn't affected by it is belittling their job. Criticize the NFL and say, hey, NFL, open up the door for more sideline reporters to get the stuff we actually want. Sure, But, but they're doing their jobs But what you're talking properly. about, what you're talking about, though, is something that a coach would, would do anyways. Like in the NBA, which you want to see Spo react. But what, what's happening is the NBA is saying you have to do this. Yes. So then a sideline reporter is saying... Uh, coach, what'd you think of the first quarter? 
coach, Jimmy Butler, 15 points. Yeah, some of the questions Talk about stuck. that. Yeah, some questions like stuck. That doesn't require talent. Some questions suck, and but the good questions do require talent. I mean, what we're doing right now doesn't require talent. If mm. a good question doesn't require talent, we're talking. I mean, I've been talking my whole damn life. Yeah, I've been no, having I opinions understand. my whole damn life. I understand, but we're just so damn engaging and personable <laughs> that that requires talent. Right. I mean, it's not every day well, you I'm have this saying, amount of charisma. I yeah, I don't think your point really applies to us. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, uh, when, you're, other than when you're oozing charisma like we do, I mean, uh, I mean, you're kind of born with that. There's see a, see a, how y'all just reacted when I belittled your jobs? We, I get belittled we, all the time. We, we, we mocked I know, it. But like you, we took it a step know, further but, and mocked it. So yeah, yeah, but, but I wanna, you defended it though. I, I think there's, a, and we do have to jump to another break. I, I do think there's an interesting angle that you you painted the picture for me, and this is another conversation that that we had pretty early on in the show. You can be upset uh, with Krista Thompson, but for some of the, and I talked about some of the younger women who are really upset about this. Mm-hmm. If you've never been in this situation, too, it's also hard to speak on, right? Like, if, if, there are, if you're an arrowhead, and there are, I don't know how many arrowhead holds, 65? Oh, okay. 70? Capacity. Yeah, I don't know. Max capacity, yeah, right? They're playing the Bills. It's a madhouse. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid's down 21, right? This is for the head of the Super Bowl. Whatever the situation may be, and, and you get, you know, you're, it's time to go find Andy Reid and get that spot, get that interview, because it's your time to shine. And he puts a hand in your face. His uh, assistant gives you a shoulder and he runs right by you and that boom, now you can't do your spot like on TV. Like those are the situations that I more so play out in my head. Like, yeah. okay, so she missed her window. It's how the job goes and you couldn't get it out there. So that's what she said. I got to fake it if I want to make and, it because I don't have any time. Did she make a mistake busy. faking it because she couldn't make it? Yes. yes I'm not denying that. But did she do it in the most innocuous way possible where it was going to be least damaging and the least uh, unethical approach? The answer to that is yes. Only too. because she didn't get called out for it though. Mm, she... Only because you're right. I mean, you're and, right, and I'm also right. And she right. didn't. She didn't make up a quote. Yeah, she made up a paraphrase. But she didn't I, make up a but quote. But I'm just saying, like, if a coach, if let's just say hypothetically, and I know we got to go to break. If after a game, a coach, because coaches don't even watch that, they don't even know the sideline report is happening if they don't talk to the reporter. But afterwards, if she did say, "Yeah, coach told me this, that, and third before halftime," or going into the locker room, and afterwards that coach would have called her out for it. She would have been in a heap of trouble. Well, uh, according to her on Instagram today, she said she never misquoted anything that a coach told her. She would add on. She would add on based on her observations what this team needed to do to improve. But if she's telling us, "Hey, the coach told me this," but at she the half, didn't say that. I don't think. Or we don't know. We don't know. And she's obviously going right. to say that blanket statement. But, part, but like, part, part of my point of all of this is there's not exactly an all-time great sideline report compilation on YouTube you can no. go to, which also shows you how far down the totem pole that job is compared to everything else. And there are ways to raise the profile, and there needs to be a discussion about that. But you know what's not helping is the women in the industry who are trying to grind it out, uh, attacking the woman who has ground her way through the industry to get to the point she's at. That's counterproductive in this entire thing. Uh, All right. Uh, We'll do some tweets when we come back, and then we'll do some other stuff, and then we'll have some fun. It's a Friday. Theo is going to scintillate your senses uh, with uh, fantasy football later on in the show as well. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone LeBanowitz. I'm Ken LaVica. LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.